friends. Welcome to Foggy Oak Fairy Tales, a stories podcast for all ages, where we tell farm stories from real life happenings on Foggy Oak Farm, as well as fantasy tales to spark both learning and imagination. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. We are back this week with season three of Foggy Oak Fairy Tales. This week, we have a story about magic, sheep, and laughter. Shannon is a wonderful shepherd with the happiest, healthiest flock in all of Ireland. But she's worried that someone might try to steal her lamb whose wool feels like the softest fleece and shines like moonlight. So when the goddess Bridget and her ram Curb offer to grant Shannon a wish, she knows just what to ask for. And her wish leads to a very sticky situation, a cure for a princess who cannot laugh, and a brighter future for her country. Let's find out how several classic fairy tale tropes come together for a fun, sheep-filled adventure. Once upon a time and long ago in Ireland, there lived a shepherdess named Shannon. Shannon loved caring for her sheep. She loved taking the flock to graze on lush green grass and crisp purple clover. She loved showing them where they could find the coolest, freshest streams to drink from. She loved untangling burrs and briars and brambles from their wool. And she most especially loved working their wool and spinning it into beautiful, strong yarn. Not everyone loved that kind of work. Shannon knew she was lucky that it suited her. She was outside in all kinds of weather. Shearing the sheep, she had to admit, was pretty difficult. Even the tamest of her sheep often objected to the process of having its wool shorn away. And yes, the work was hard and the hours were long, but she had a natural talent for it. And because of her love, she had the healthiest sheep with the fluffiest wool in the country. She was patient and diligent when she worked with their wool, so she soon became known for producing the finest, fluffiest, cleanest wool around and spinning the strongest, most cooperative yarn. All in all, Shannon's life was good, though she saw that life for others was harder and could be leaner than hers. It so happened that Shannon was taking such good care of everything having to do with her flock that the goddess Bridget took notice. Bridget had many responsibilities, and one of her domains was as protector of domesticated animals. She especially loved sheep and was the keeper of an enormous ram named Curb, who was the king of all the sheep in Ireland. Together, Bridget and Curb decided to pay Shannon a visit as she cared for her happy flock on a lovely sunny morning. When Shannon saw the shining goddess and her mythically proportioned ram coming towards her over the hill, she took it in stride. She met them with a careful curtsy and polite greetings, for Shannon knew that the two of them together meant they could be none other than Bridget and the Sheep King Curb. Her flock likewise knelt in reverence to Curb, and both Bridget and the ram were pleased by such a pretty greeting. Shannon, Bridget said, 
Curb and I have seen how you tend your flock and model proper stewardship to others. For your hard and loving work, we wish to grant you a reward. Think well, Curb boomed, for tisn't every day that we bestow our favour on mortals. Oh, my lady and my lord, you do me honour and I am most grateful, Shannon quickly agreed. But I do not think I need to be spending too much time considering your boon. I know well what I desire. Do you, child? Bridget asked with a smile. What, pray tell, could it be that you know so quickly? Riches, I assume. No, indeed, madam, Shannon laughed. I have riches enough before me as you can see, she said, gesturing to her flock. But I have the bonniest lamb whose wool is soft as fleece and shines like the moon, and many a farmer has already asked to buy her from me. Now, most of my neighbors are the honest sort who'd never do me a wrong turn, but I fear word of her beauty will spread and there will be those who would try to take her from me by stealth or force or trickery, and that I simply couldn't bear. And what help do ye want then, child? Curb asked. Death to anyone who dares to touch her with evil intentions? Oh, nothing so grim as all that, Shannon replied. No, I think I'd prefer that anyone who touched her without my say-so would be stuck fast until I chose to release them. Oh, that's a neat trick, Curb guffawed in delight. Yes, certainly will grant that wish and I'll add to it. Anyone stuck to her will become sticky themselves so that none can be freed lest you will it. Not even a group of thieves can steal her with such protection. Thank you, my lord, Shannon cried and flung her arms about Curb's neck. Though, in truth, they only reached about halfway to give him a fierce hug of gratitude. Be well, Shannon, and be well, my sweet lass, Bridget said, giving the lovely lamb a gentle scratch behind the ears. Shannon blinked, and they were gone. And so now we see what adventures this boon will bring, Shannon said to her lamb as she stroked her soft wool. In truth, it didn't take long at all for adventure to find them. One afternoon, Shannon was moving her flock along the road to a new pasture, and a stranger coming the other direction called out to her. Ho there, lass! That's a fine lamb you've got there with the coat that shines like the moon itself, he declared. What say you sell her to me then, for I've a use for her much grander than any she'll find here in this backwater. Offended, Shannon stuck her hands on her hips and shook her head. And who are you to speak to me thus? She demanded. My clear is not for sale, and you'd best save your breath to cool your porridge, for you'll get no further answer from me. So saying, Shannon stomped off down the road after her flock, muttering angrily to herself about presumptuous, rude oafs. I'll have her either way, the man declared and sprinted ahead of Shannon to chase after Quira, who let out a frightened meh at the man trying to catch her. As he darted and wove through the now roiling mass of sheep, as he tried to grab Quira, he lectured the stunned Shannon, who couldn't believe what was happening. You don't appreciate what you have here, lass. I am on an urgent quest for the queen, for her daughter was cursed with a terrible sadness, and nothing and no one can bring even a ghost of a smile to her face. Your bonny lamb would bring a smile to anyone's face. 
even a terrible sad lass like the princess who cries all the day long. You'll not sell her to me? Fine, but I'll be taking her regardless. And that was when the man managed to grab a hold of Quira's butt. As soon as his hands sunk into her wool, he was stuck fast. He could not position himself to get a better grip and carry her off. He could not release her to so much as scratch his nose. He was fastened to her as firmly as his own skin was fastened to his body. Here now, what's this? He exclaimed in surprise when he found that none of his efforts to release the lamb worked. By what witchcraft have you bound me to this sheep's buttocks? By the magic of Bridget and her ram Kerber ye bound, and you'll get no release lest I choose to free ye, Shannon said with a toss of her bright red hair. Curse you and release me, woman, he shouted. But his bellowing had the opposite effect from what he intended, for it startled the already scared Quira and caused her to leap forward, forcing him to dash along behind her lest he be dragged instead. We'll just get my flock settled in their new field, and then I'll see to you, Shannon declared. Without another glance, she led her flock to the fresh pasture, checked the creek to ensure it ran cool and clear, and at last turned to face the would-be thief, who was by now red in the face from anger and from trying to keep up with the fast little you, who didn't particularly care for having him stuck to her either. Now, as we're close enough to the capital to be just a brisk walk of a day or so, and as your idea has some merit, and I surely hate to hear of someone suffering if I can help it, we'll just take a little trip, you and I, while my flock feasts on this pasture, Shannon informed him. Come along, Quira, and don't mind the fool stuck to your butt. He'll keep up well enough, or we'll drag him. Quira let out an obedient, meh and followed her mistress. And the stuck man followed them, yelling protests and threats until he yelled himself hoarse. Shannon, for her part, sang a merry tune to herself and skipped along with Quira trotting beside her. Soon enough, they came to a village, where some of her neighbors were hanging laundry and taking care of their useful daily chores. Shannon, why is Quira dragging a man along behind her? One of the village children asked. Ah, well, you see, he tried to take her from me and even grabbed her without permission. And neither Quira nor I take to such boorish behavior. So stuck to her he'll be till I choose to let him go. And she and I are off to the capital to see if we can bring a smile to the sad princess there. And I suppose we're bringing along this fellow since I'm not nearly ready to release him yet. You steer clear now, lest you get stuck up too, she said with a wink. I see, the child said, wide-eyed with awe, taking a big step backwards into his mother, who was hanging up the washing to dry. Oh, Shannon, come now, what nonsense, the baker declared, coming out of his shop and shaking a finger at her scoldingly. There's no glue on earth that could hold a man fast to wool like that. I'll have him off in a trice. He rolled up his sleeves and stepped forward, grabbing the would-be thief under his arms and giving a great pull. The thief didn't budge. Furrowing his brow, the baker went to reposition his arms and found that he 
was stuck fast. What's this? he cried. I did warn everyone not to touch him, Shannon replied dryly. Shannon, you release me this instant, he demanded, turning red in the face himself. No, I don't think I will, Shannon said. I've had about enough of rude and belligerent folks telling me what to do today, and you've earned your punishment just as sure as he has. Unwilling to be further delayed, Shannon started off down the road again, Quira tripping merrily along beside her, and the two men staggering and weaving and hollering behind the lamb. None of the other villagers wanted to risk getting caught up as well and watched them go, wondering if the ridiculous sight was indeed enough to make a princess smile. But if you've ever found that it can be hard to learn a lesson, you may relate to what happened next. At each village they came to, more and more people refused to believe Shannon's story or the angry protests of the men stuck to Quira. No, they all had to learn for themselves. At the next town, a blacksmith declared that if trying to pull the thief free from under the arms hadn't worked, it surely would work to pull the baker off the thief by gripping the baker by his waist. So the blacksmith was then stuck fast to the baker, bent in half, trying to pull him off the thief. At the next village, the mayor refused to believe that applying a little grease to the blacksmith's hands wouldn't free him. And so the mayor was stuck fast next to the blacksmith. The mayor's councilmen, determined to free their leader, attempted to pull her loose by standing in line holding a rope they fastened around her. Now, the mayor had a rope tail with six women and four men attached. Shannon tried to move things along so that Quira didn't catch the whole town, but five peat cutters stepped forward and each attempted to use their tools to free someone from the chain. They, too, were stuck fast. Quira had quite a train spreading out in every direction now, but Curb's magic must have protected her from being weighed down as well, for she was able to move as briskly and happily as ever, sauntering along beside Shannon without a worry. Evidently, she had grown used to the protesting mass of people behind her, or she agreed with Shannon that they deserved what happened for not listening. At the next village, Quira collected a cobbler and a butcher. At the next, a visiting opera singer, who then began belting out a chorus of, Let us go! Let us go! As they continued on toward the capital. On and on it went until the trail behind Quira stretched from the first houses at the outskirts of the capital all the way back through five other villages. Shannon and Quira were as merry as ever, while the protesting throng of tagalongs were as furious and vocal as they ever had been. In fact, they were so loud, especially the opera singer, that the queen and princess heard them from the castle in the heart of the capital. Even the princess, desperately sad though she was, was curious. Nothing had even made her curious in a long time. Perhaps we'd better go and see what all that noise is about, she suggested to her mother. You? You want to go see what all the noise is about? The queen stuttered in surprise. By all means! She clapped her hands, and in a flash, they were mounted on swift horses that brought them to the source of the commotion. 
flowing over the hills and spreading far out into the fields, almost as far as the eye could see, was a chain of people stuck together in such a ridiculous series of postures it boggled the mind. And all of them were somehow forming a train behind a lamb. A beautiful lamb, to be sure, but the tiny ewe lamb trailing miles of furious villagers, some of whom were operatically demanding release, was the most ridiculous thing either of them had ever seen. They goggled, they gasped, and then they both let forth such a sudden involuntary bray of laughter that the indignant crowd fell silent. Indeed, the princess found herself consumed by uncontrollable laughter, clutching her stomach and panting with the force of it. Shannon, who had not yet been noticed in the excitement, presented herself. Well, it's glad I am that this has amused you, your highness, for I assure you they are the sorriest lot of whining complainers I've ever met, she said with just enough good-natured teasing in her tone to show she meant no harm. You've made her smile. More than that, you've made her laugh, the queen said in delight as happy tears sprang from her eyes and ran unheeded and cascades down her cheeks. <laughs> but how will you free them? The princess asked in between gales of laughter. Oh, that's easy as can be, Shannon replied. Nothing more than a wee tap. And at this, Shannon tapped the would-be thief gently on his forehead. And my will for them to be released, and so they shall be. As Shannon finished speaking, a collective exclamation resounded from the tangled throng as they were suddenly completely freed, half toppled to the ground when they were unstuck from their fellows, while the other half seemed to wander around in dazed surprise. I am free! I am free! The opera singer belted out in celebration. The princess was thrown into another fit of giggles. My dear, how can we repay you for helping my daughter? The queen asked. She hasn't smiled, let alone laughed for ages. Truly, you've done her a great deal of good. I asked for a boon from Bridget and Curb that really only helped myself and did nothing to help others that I knew very well were struggling. This time, I'll do better, Shannon said. My wish helped me stop this fellow who tried to steal Quira from me and stopped others who would have helped him take her. She looked at the would-be thief near the front of the gathering. But perhaps he wouldn't have tried to steal Quira in the first place if he had enough to live well by. And in the end, he and all of these people helped your daughter. Yet, to my way of thinking, most of us are folk who don't have much say in things, and many who have hardly anything at all. She gestured backwards to the trailing throng. So I ask that you help in turn. Share your plenty and your rule more equally with your people. Your people, who helped you and have asked little of you, though they've paid their share of taxes as much as any noble, and given their labor to till the fields and reap the harvests, which isn't something I see your nobility doing. What do you say? Shannon stopped and looked curiously at the queen. The queen dismounted from her palfrey and stood before Shannon. "'What you say is just and true, child,' the queen replied. "'But change of that magnitude doesn't happen overnight or without a great deal of work. 
I'm willing to try if you're willing to help me. Bring your flock and come watch over the royal flock as my head shepherd, if you will, and work with me to make change for the better, together. The queen reached out and grasped Shannon's hands. The princess gave a whoop of approval and delight, and the formerly stuck crowd echoed her with cheers of their own. What had started as the most bizarre day any of them had experienced had ended with laughter and hope. And honestly, isn't that how every good story should end? I think so. So, the end. Remember, you're part of the story too. What did you think of this story? What did you imagine when you were listening? We'd love to hear your part of the story. If you and your grown-up want, you can share your thoughts or a picture you drew with our Foggy Oak podcast family. You might find it easiest to share with us on Facebook at Foggy Oak Farm, but we have lots of options on our website, foggyoakfairytales.com. You can also check out pictures from the farm and learn more about us. Thanks for being part of the story, and I hope you'll join us next week.